I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing? All right, if you're new to the podcast, I'm Michelle, and it's great to have you here with me. Um, just getting my decaf latte. Got the chat open a little bit late, so people getting in there. It's Jules. Hey, Jules. How you doing in the chat? Good to see you. Ah, so the chat co-host co-pilots of the podcast, and sound engineers. They help ground the energy. Let me know how my sound is. Um, If you happen to be, um, oh, let's see, wanting to call in, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And press 1 on your keypad. I'm going to give that to you again. 347-539-5122. And if you want to ask a question, get a reading, press 1 on the keypad because sometimes, um, in fact, I think it was last week, we had a lot of callers, but not everybody pressed 1 on the keypad. So I don't always click on it because a lot of you are listening at work or taking care of kids or running around, cycling somewhere at the gym, not at the yoga studio, but I don't know where else. Anyway, oh my gosh, you guys. Okay, do you see by my voice? I'm sounding so much better. I'm feeling so much better. Um, I think it was the probably the big C. I don't know. started because I had all the exhaustion. Um, I did my little hydroxychloroquine, double doses of that, oxysilicum, whatever that name is, that homeopathic remedy, and just a lot of good old-fashioned extra vitamin soup and rest. What can I tell you? What can I tell you? Extra rest. I think I've rested so much I'm going to turn into a bed or a sofa. Let's see what's happening here in the chat. I sound good. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, All right, let's see. Okay, you know what? Let's just get to callers. You know, I like to change it up. I don't know if there's any messages that came through uh, this morning. I do have a new pick a card out that, if I do say so, I'm really liking. I'm playing around, you guys, also with um, different editing modalities. So you might want to check that out. Um, check out my YouTube, and please subscribe. Connect with me on Instagram. I'd love people to connect. Follow me on Instagram for 
soul insights, I've been doing uh, Monday mantras, um, affir just messages from the uh, guides and the soul, the oversoul, your soul. Messages to help kind of connect you into your soul. And um, yeah, love to have you there as well. And then, of course, YouTube. I'm dropping a video at least once a week. I'm going to try for two times a week. I have someone, I just hired a new assistant, so hopefully I'll be able to do more on uh, YouTube. I'd love to get, God, if I could get, if I could get three videos up a week, oh, my God. But let's just start with two and see what happens. And also you can connect with me on Patreon. All right, 347-539-5122 is the number to call in. You can also ask questions in the chat. Let's get to our first caller, shall we? And I'm going to get my latte also. Hey, you're on air. Welcome. Hi, Michelle. Hello. This is Jasmine. Hello. Hey, Jasmine. Welcome. Hi. Um, so um, for a little while now, I've been trying to change my eating habits, and I've been stopping and starting. Um, I was wondering if there, if you can maybe connect with my guides or, you know, just my higher self and try to find out, like, what am I not understanding about, you know, the change in the way that I eat because I'm always stopping and starting and I want to just, you know, have a nice momentum of eating healthier. Okay. First of all, let's take a deep breath in and release and just sink into the body, connect into the body, take another deep breath in. And as you breathe out, really feel the essence of your spirit in your body. You need to be more in your body, appreciating, understanding your body. Now, you've had a lot going on, so you've been doing a lot just kind of functional, step by step, trying to get things done, trying to put things in order, for you, even just instead of just plowing out of bed, just rolling in the bed for a while or just kind of even rolling side to side, just connecting in with your body and asking your body what it needs and what do you want to do for the day, you know, starting off your day a little bit more pace. Now, the other thing I'm definitely getting with you is protein, healthier protein uh, throughout the day, um, you may even want to do like a, also like a smoothie protein powder, maybe early morning or to midday. Um, but I do feel like you haven't been as much in your body. And so the food has kind of been a way to, two things, release anxiety or quell anxiety, mm -hmm. calming yeah. and Yes, and also it's actually a way to get in your body, but you're not consciously in your body. So there's just been a disconnect from the consciousness because you've been going through so much. So really, mm -hmm. even even embracing, I'm doing it now, even giving yourself a hug and holding the body. Because once you reconnect, because you weren't always like this. So it's just right. sometimes when we go through a lot in life or we go through trauma or difficult times, we kind of live from our from our throat upward, mm -hmm. and we're not mm -hmm. really feeling our body because, you know, unfortunately, the more we're in our body, we feel everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. So we feel the pain also. 
So kind of mm-hmm. for you, it's been a way to kind of, you know, not feel the pain as much and to, you know, assage or, you know, massage to soothe from the anxiety. So for you actually getting more into your body with breath work like we did, you know, getting up in the morning and just a big breath in and and, and drag the breath down through like, whoo, there's this life force animating energy in my body. That's mm-hmm. going to greatly help you. So for you, it's all about connecting with the body or reconnecting because you were. And we, we all have this kind of happen. We get out of little things or little treats that are good for a little bit become more and more and more of what we're doing. And it's because it's soothing that anxiety. But you can soothe it through breath work and movement and just feeling yourself in your body. Because if you really feel yourself in your body, you're not going to want something. Right. I do it all the time. Sometimes I have an idea, like I'll have these ideas in my mind what to eat or I'm not hungry and then I, I want to get something. And sometimes it's something, okay, it could be like I love mint chocolate chip ice cream. It could be that or, and it's not that that's wrong to have. It's just do I need it right now or I had it last night or I had it earlier. Do I need it again? And if I think, if I think about what it is and then I go into my body and go, what do I really want? A lot of times, you know, it can be different. It can be different than what I was going to do. Okay? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, it does. All right, Jasmine. Okay. Just give yourself a break. You've just, you can't get more in your body. You've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. but you'll get back to uh, better eating. Not that okay. long. It's not going to take you that long. All right? Okay. Big hug. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. The body is key. Hey, you're on air. Hi. Hi, Michelle. My name is Taylor. Hi, Taylor. How are um, you? I just have a... I'm doing good. How are you? Good. What's your question? Um, well, my partner and I really haven't been seeing eye-to-eye lately. We're both starting to cycle back into traumatic patterns from similar past toxic relationships. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if you still see a future between us, if this is a cathartic healing experience, or if both of us are it's just cathartic. falling back into unaligned patterns. It's cathartic, but you guys are, okay, you're on the brink of, like, disaster, breakup. Um, there's a lot of control issues and issues of not trust. So I don't know if it's there's issues within this relationship or just in general. And majorly the control issues. Yeah. Is that making sense? Yeah. see so that. You're wanting them to be one way. They're wanting to be a certain way, wanting you to be a certain way. Um. You know, you, you might have heard me talk about this before, but you can go to my, this works. I mean, I, if I look at what I did in my 20s and early 30s, I wish now, sometimes I go, God, I wish if I could do a redo. 
I watch things on TV, like, I don't know, this 90-day fiancé, and I want to just, I'm honestly, I want to get on Twitter, I want to get on Instagram and call out all these people and DM the various mm-hmm. people and going, my God, you're in with a full-blown narcissist, borderline, unhealthy, you know, sociopath. It's like, you're playing this out, these control issues. And I know it's our society we're taught this. I mean, God, you see it in old movies. You guys are playing out some stuff. I would say go to my website, Soul Playground Life, copy and paste, projection, perception. There's a few write-ups. What a mirror is a, a mirror. One one blog post is um, a mirror is a. Oh no, no. Perception is a mirror. Projection is. No, okay, God, I can't think of it. I'm so excited. I'm talking to you because it's like I've been, the last couple of days I've been watching these shows and I'm like, I'm just about been watching everything and I'm like, my God, we are so unhealthy as a nation. Perception is a window, projection is a mirror. Um, if you mm-hmm. go to, I think it's in the Soul Path Tools or Soul Path Support, there is projection, perception, how to take back projections, what are projections. And also five-step emotional clearing process you can copy and paste. If you want the advanced version, you've got to get the MP3. And that's, you know, on the, on the side, I think, on Soul Path Tools where the books and CDs are and MP3 downloads. You, what I'm telling you, if you can master, if you can get a handle on projection perception and understand what it is and learn how to take back projections, you know, you can use my technique and then eventually you can just do it in your own head you'll have much less problems to, to hardly any to, to, to none. And I see that now in my own relationship and relationships. It's like that's what's going on with you guys, and it's hard to get out of. You got, it's hard to get out of, and then there's blame pointing on one side or the other. So I would say if there's any hope for you is start to work on yourself right now. Understand what's going on within yourself and how to handle yourself. Because right now there's like underlying so much tension, and and it's not just the issues between the two of you. Yes, it's past relationship and and childhood, and it's all coming up. And I think part mm-hmm. of it is because you guys were starting to get closer. So yeah, you have a chance in this relationship, but I feel like it's 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 tight. There could be a breakup and then get back together and try it again. But the big thing you guys got to work on, which is and control comes from projection. <laughs> people control people. They're caught in a projection. So that's what I would suggest to you, okay? Yeah. I mean, I did take like three years of just my own personal time to just understand and work through all the traumas of the past relationship. And it's, disheartening that it's all coming back because it feels like you know no progress was was really made and but yeah no it's made Taylor the thing is but the thing is you're never we're never done that's why there's tools I learned that a long time ago because earlier on in my life I thought oh I did all this work and it should be done no what it is is that you have tools so you when you get triggered and you'll get triggered until you're 80 85 90 100 150 it's just, you'll see, the thing is, what brings people to more consciousness once you've done a lot of deeper work, because believe me, three, honestly, it takes a good year, year and a half to work with a therapist to really build rapport. So three years is really not that, 
long of therapy. When you think you've had a relating pattern your whole life and then you've been around it from your family. So it's like we're born into it, this, you know, kind of way of being. So the thing is, think it, don't think of it as a failure. You haven't failed. It, it's not that the inner work or whatever you did didn't work. It's just that you have to apply it all the time. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like we get up and we brush our teeth. We brush our hair. We take a shower over and over and over. We, if we don't walk, if we don't run, if we don't work out or do our yoga or dance or whatever, our body is not going to be in shape and we're not going to be mentally, emotionally in shape. So mental, emotional, inner work, health, how to deal with relationships is a lifelong process. It's just like working out. It's mental, emotional working out. So yeah, that I feel, does it make sense? Cool, cool. So what you need, that's why I'm suggesting these tools for you. They're very easy to do. They're very easy to learn. And then you could make them your own. Then you have them forever. I mean, I've been doing it. I first came out, I think, in the late 90s uh, with the five-step emotional clearing process. And I do it all the time. I do it less and less now because I'm less triggered, but I, I do the projection perception all the time because I get triggered. I get my feelings hurt or pissed off at something or someone. And sometimes I'm right, but, the, but that doesn't mean anything. It's better for me to know that I'm right. I don't need to let someone else know that. What I need to do is learn how to have harmony, you know, not, not by trying to be a peacemaker and be a doormat, but understanding, oh, people have weird quirks. People get triggered. I have weird quirks. I get triggered. That doesn't mean they don't care about me. That doesn't mean they're trying to take advantage of me. What it means is they have a weird quirk and, okay, let them have their weird quirk. I'm telling you because if you don't address this, it's going to keep coming up for you. The major control issues about what, how it should look, it's coming from perfectionism with you, this idea of, what a perfect relationship is or perfect life. And, again, some of that may be true, but some of it may not be true. So both of you are putting a lot of stress on each other, and there's a lot of meaning. You, can, you guys are assigning meaning to things that don't really have meaning that are just triggering. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And Definitely, what happens when you yeah. get triggered, you, yeah, when people are projecting on each other, it just keeps re-triggering. There's no ending. And it's, and it's like being in this Bermuda Triangle, this vortex. It just keeps sinking and sinking. And the reason you can't get out of it is because it's the inner child. It has to do with childhood wounding that the, inner chi the wounded part of the inner child is trying to fix. And it can never, never be fixed in the present moment through another person. It can only be healed and handled or fixed by our own connection to ourself and our own realization. So give it a go and then see and see what you're what you're trying to control and why. Yeah. Right. It's been a lot about like money and like shared finances and like I feel like I'm taking on more of the burden and he doesn't see that what is owed or like what's fair and it's just yeah but there's a reason you got yourself into that pattern so you're trying to control him and he is how he is 
And and if that's not the, you see what I'm saying? You're trying to teach him by being the mommy role. And in the beginning of a relationship, that feels very safe, especially for a woman. But later on, it doesn't feel safe because you're thinking, oh, my God, why didn't this guy get it? I've been showing him what to do. He doesn't get it because that's not him. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. So you're not going to be able, it's going to be a constant battle, constant fight. That's what I'm saying. You got in this relationship for control to show somebody or teach somebody how to be. He's not going to be like that because that's not how he is. That's just straight up. Some people are not good with money. Some people are playing out like rebellious teenager things of I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to buy this. It doesn't matter. I'm going to. And that's a, pro- see what I'm saying? That's a projection. You're not going to control me. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. But, but you both are controlling each, trying to control each other. And it's playing out mommy daddy issues. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. It's like, it's like if you get with someone that's not good with money and they don't want to change, that's them. Do you see what I'm saying? And you either accept it and do everything and kind of, and, and and some people do that. Even some women do that. Oh, I take care of the bills. I do this. I do that. He gives me the money. I budget. I do this. I do that. But if you want more of a partner, you have to grow into the partner yourself and then attract that. Look look for that. You know, and the other thing, money issues say a lot because, see, metaphysically, because money is an energy, it's on, it's on the same principle as emotions right, which are energy and motion. So people that have weird issues with money, um, especially like over, it's, it's about care because you're probably feeling not cared for, right, not taken into account, not considered, right? Exactly, yeah. So that's what I'm telling you. People that are eitherly overly spend, if your partner is overly spending or is really stingy with money, that shows how they are emotionally. They're not really caring for you because anybody, like if I'm going on a hike or let's say I'm on a, in a canoe with a friend of mine and they didn't bring, you know, enough water and, and, and protein bars or granola bars or fruit or whatever, and I did, I'm going to share. I'm not going to eat everything for myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I care. Yeah. See, so watch how people are with money. That tells a lot about how they think about the other person, but it also tells us how we feel about ourselves. So if we're with somebody that is overly spending and isn't taking care, first of all, I would forget that, get rid of that, um, you know, you do what you want to do, but I would say get rid of that joint account. You take care of your finances the way that you want to do it, and when it comes to bill paying and rent, you're like, hey, honey, do you have your portion? Well, you yeah, that is stop what we do. We're, we're separate, but then when it does come down to bills, it's like he's like, oh, I don't have it, and I'm, I'm just expected to cover all of it. And it's like you oh, have in the past. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So what is that saying? Let's just – what is that saying about you emotionally then? What is, if you were – if you would – Put your uh, extend yourself up like a helicopter up into the sky and look down at the relationship. What is that saying about you? Um, I guess if we're tying it to like emotional or how we are emotionally, like that means that I'm very like 
overgiving emotionally, and that's how I may want that other person to be as well. But if they're not actually there, then how are they going to give that? Exactly. And let's 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 fly up in that helicopter just a little bit higher. Why are you doing that? It's saying something about how you view yourself if you put yourself in relationships where you're overgiving. You're somehow not seeing your worth. You're seeing that you have to overdo or overgive or maybe be in the teacher position or the helper position to help someone out to then get the love. Because that's what you're trying to do. So you have to see your value and that, okay, what I value is somebody that can give to me in these areas or give just as much or maybe more in this one area. You have to see what you have. So there's a lot about your worth, seeing your value and your worth, you know. Yeah, I definitely see that. It's about your gifts. I've shared this story before years and years ago when I, an acquaintance from a family friend who was a, or is a billionaire and actually tried to date me, whatever, I was not interested. But I did give him some readings. I helped him with some, you know, relationship problems as a psychic and a, and a friend. And um, before I had the podcast or doing anything that I'm doing, and he gave me a, a very beautiful, just a nice gold, 18-karat uh, gold from Italy, nice bracelet to thank me for helping him. And I didn't want to take it. I was like, no, 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 I don't want that. I don't, you know, I don't like strings attached. I don't want that. I don't want that. And he told me, he goes, Michelle, he goes, that's all I have to give you. All I have is money. He goes, you have so much more. He goes, what can I give you? And I thought to myself, even though I was much younger than him, I thought, yeah, there's really nothing I need from him. I don't need advice from him. <laughs> and I'm psychic. <laughs> so I see a lot. I have a connection to the spirit guides. I have. I am a healer. You know, yeah, I could get a Louis Vuitton bag or something out of it, but who cares? I could buy that myself uh, if I really want it. You know what I mean? I can earn it. So I, I learned something from him. And he told me, he goes, a lot of people in this world, he goes, that's all they have. They don't have anything else. It, in that moment, taught me so much about my worth and my value. And, what, and that value is beyond money. Money represents, kind of on an arbitrary level, a certain type of value, right? But mm-hmm. it's not, it's like our gifts, what you have, you have beyond what's in your bank account. That never goes away. But that money does represent something. So what is it representing? It, obviously, that person to give me that, they really, really value the, the service. You know, the, and, and as a friend, I was acquaintance, I was a friend. And, um, and then I realized, well, that's what that person has. That's all they have. That's fine. But, you know, you have to get something. This world operates by exchange of energy. So if you're not getting mm-hmm. an enough exchange of energy, then you're doing a disservice and it sets you up for more and more kind of lack and limitation in your life. So, Taylor, I'm going to give you a little assignment here. Go copy and paste projection perception, five-step emotional clearing process from my website. 
um, if you get the or get the CD of how the mind works and the advanced version of um, five-step emotional clearing process, try it out, see what's going on within you, and then check it back in with us and let us know what you found out by your deeper dive into yourself. All right, Katie? Okay, I definitely will. Thank you, Michelle. You've provided a lot of insight, and I really do appreciate your time. Thank you a lot. I've oh, been listening to this so show for years, and you've always been, like, such a helpful guide to me. So thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. And that's what I want to do, you know, is I want to be there like so many have and are there for me. So, all right, Taylor, look forward to connecting back with you. Bye. Thank you, Michelle. Bye. Hi, you're on air. Welcome. Michelle, Welcome to awakening. Hey, Michelle, thanks for taking. Can you hear me? My name is Cynthia. Uh, a little bit. What? Cynthia. Can you hear me better now? Uh huh. Uh, you need to speak up a bit or turn up the volume. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. And what? Did you say Cynthia? Yeah, Cynthia. So I wanted to see if um, you had any insight into my job. I've been in a new job for like 90 days. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I'm also having my entire apartment renovated, so I have to move out, or not move out, just take all the stuff out and put it all back in after 10 days. But So I'm kind of stressed with both things. Okay. So what do you want to know? What's coming up for the job? If you're gonna to... yeah, I guess really what's coming up about the job? What you pull up? Hmm. Well, first thing I got, it looks okay. It looks like it's running. You know, this is not some place you want to stay for long term, right? No. Yeah, so I thought. Okay, so you will be moving on, but it feels like it's okay. It feels like you're getting stuff in order, even if it's not totally what you want. You know, it's like this Saturn energy we've all been going through for the last few years. It's like step by step by step. And so it, it's it's um, providing that is what I'm hearing. It's it's going to be providing what you what you need for the now. That's what I would say. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Are there any issues? Yep. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to Awakening. Oh, Michelle. This is Jules in your chat room. Hey, Jules. Welcome. (laughs) Hello there. Hello. Hello. Well, um, excuse me. I'm calling to see what you get for me around relocating. I'd like to move maybe before the end of the year if everything sort of comes together and seems like it's up to you. You're on your own timetable. Now, are you not sure where you're going? You're getting closer, I hear. Why do I get Florida around you? Who Are you in Florida? Well, I, yeah, I'm in Florida now, and we would be moving to Kansas City area. Okay. Uh, my um, daughter lives there, so it would be closer to family. Okay, so you made that decision. Okay, so I'm seeing Florida. I see you like Florida. Um. Yeah, the move, it's not, it's it's up to you. So if you are wanting to move towards the end of the year, um, I definitely see you there around the holidays. So if you're wanting, whether you move or spend time there, 
I feel like what's held you back kind of is you, not either either not being ready or financed or not sure that you wanted to move there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I yeah. I just worry about finances mainly. Yeah. Um well, I feel like there's work there, like might even be more part-time work or something that you're going to be doing. Not a lot. Now, do they have children? I feel like kids around you, little kids. Yeah, it'll be, I would be um, maybe part-time work um, babysitting for my granddaughter. That That's what it is. Yeah, that's what I see. Yeah. So you're definitely going to be doing that. But I'm going to tell you, Jewel, you need to have your own thing. You're used to your independence. So yeah. you're going to feel a little constricted there. You're going to be a little bit more on their timeline, probably watching the baby a little more. Um, I'm just hearing to say don't lose yourself and don't I, you know, I don't want to say like don't do this, don't do that, but be aware be, of losing yourself in other people's needs and wants like you did so long ago, many years ago, and kind of looking in the family life as a as a like a like in a fishbowl. Like you're the observer. Make sure you get your own life going, your own individual not just being Grammy, mommy and Grammy. So this is a very karmic um you're replaying something out with your daughter. And being able to be there or be available. So you're going to just, you know, your guide, your higher self is going, okay, let's do it in a way that we have our individual life activities that we do and friends. And I do see you're going to have a another job, a, something small. Could be in a gift store. It's something that's quite lovely. You know, I don't know, metaphysical bookstore, gift store, flower shop. I don't know. There's some tchotchkes there. Because you... Otherwise, you're just going to scream inside your head and feel like, I can't take this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can do it, but you have to do it differently. You cannot go back like 19 mommy and grandmommy. You need to bring a little yeah. bit of, I don't know, Ian Rand, Frida Kylo, uh, Georgia O'Keefe. I don't know. You, you, <laughs> you need to bring a little, maybe a little Madonna in there, Lady Gaga. I don't know. But you, you need a Jennifer Lopez. I don't know. You need to bring a little bit more of you in there. Otherwise, I'm telling you, it's you may not speak it, but it's it's going to be it will be disastrous if you do not build your own life outside of that little family unit. I think that's why you left or disappeared, right? In the past is what I'm getting. Yeah, divorce. I divorced my ex-husband and kind of went my own way. Exactly, because that's who you are, a big part of you. There's nothing wrong with that. So don't be going back trying to make up for lost time. You have – this is one thing I will tell people as a therapist. I have clients and children 
where the mother has been more independent, are healthier and better off than the mothers that stayed at home and, and sublimated their whole life. And I know our society hasn't allowed for that. It's a good role model for, if we're talking gender, the guy, the little boy, and definitely for girls, for women. Now, mind you, my mom did it early on. And I look back, and I remember when my mom went back to, to work because she was, I had an independent streak. But by that time, when parents go back to work at 10, 11, 12, 13, the kids are glad. You're screaming like, ah, thank God you're gone. <laughs> Five, six, yeah, bake the cookies. Let's go to the park. Eight, nine, ten, not so much. But that independence and confidence that it gives both children, but especially girls, so I know there's a lot of judgment on women that left or to, like divorced the husband, went your own way, or women that went back to work. I have so many clients of mine that, oh, I work, I want to work. Oh, my husband doesn't want me. We don't need to work. You know, they're millionaires, billionaires. Oh, we don't need to work. We don't. And it would, it's not about the money. It's about contributing something. And by the way, philanthropic work doesn't necessarily satisfy that. You know, women, ladies at lunch. Women need to have something that is meaningful, that's theirs, just like anybody else, just like a, the guys, you know. So, Jules, I'm here for you. You can call in any time. I'm just giving you a heads-up warning from you. the oversold, your oversold, your individual oversold and your higher self. This is not about doing a redo or making up from the past. This is healthy whole jewels coming back as independent part of you that also can interface or interact with a family. You can have both. You didn't know how to do it before. It wasn't the right marriage. That's, that's fine. But it's like an example, not just to your daughter, but to that little girl that you can be, you know, remember Auntie May? I'm thinking of these old movies, but Auntie May, you know, individual, artistic. But you could be a mother and be that way now. You could be a grandmother and be that way. You know, that just be you. This is about being you. You're not making up for anything. You've, you've made up for these perceived mistakes in your mind for years. This is not about you trying to do a redo or trying to, uh, what do you call it, attrition, uh, making up for something you did. No, 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 no. Get that out of your head. Okay? Wow. Yes. Thank you so much. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. This yes. is not a it issue. <laughs> what did you say? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, what was what It's not a destiny issue? No, no. How you deal with it. Like you could stay in Florida or not stay in Florida. You're making a, a choice. This is, this is, you know, some things in life we, we, you know, we always say we don't, sometimes we don't get to decide what happens to us but how we respond. Some things are also destiny issues or fated issues to go live someplace or not live someplace. This is a choice that you're making on a soul level. This is why your soul is coming through me saying, Please tell her this is not a mea culpa. This is not making up for past. This is not contrition, okay? This is none of that. 
you're going there in wholeness or you need to be going in wholeness, not to make up anything from the past that's done. And that's going to change your experience and, and, and you're allowed to have your own life, right? You're not going yeah. back in servitude. Yes. This isn't about servitude. Your soul, your higher self, the, the higher dimensional aspect of you wants you to know that you're not making up for anything. New unit of time. New unit of time. Wow. All right, sweetie, you keep That's it really posted. powerful. Yeah. Thank yeah, it you is. So I'm thinking that too. I'm, I'm like, going to listen to that again. <laughs> yeah, well, make a sound clip. You can edit it and just replay it over and over or make your own voice note when you go for a walk, when you move there, play it, you know, in your own voice. Because this is so strong. It's weird. I didn't know that this was going to come through. But as we got deeper in the, the we, I was like, whoa, do they, is there a message <laughs> yeah. for you? Whoa. Yes. <laughs> so the Ooh. destiny issue is not you going back. It's how you deal with it. Your soul wants you to just deal with it in a very empowered whole way. Like, hey, honey, I'm here. I love you. I'm here to, you know, set up my life and and have and spend time with you, your your family. I'm mom, you know, mommy and and grandmommy. I'm part of the family, extended family. But you're not servitude. You're not the the, the au pair. They're not. You're not the au pair that's going there. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And even oh, our parents have an outside life. Nannies have an outside yeah. life. Right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You hit this, oh, my gosh, you hit this so hard on the mark. Oh, my gosh. I'm definitely going to listen back to this again and again. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome, Jules. <laughs> big hug. <laughs> okay, big hug. big hug to you. Thanks so much. You're welcome. I love when they come the messages come through. You never know how they're going to come through. All right, gang, 347-539-5122 is the number. Press 1 on your keypad. Got another call. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Hi. Who is this? My name is Ashil. Ashil? Ashil, yeah, A-S-H-I-L. Ashil. Ashil. Hi, Ashil. Welcome. Thank you. Um, What's your question? On my career, I'm trying to figure out, you know, where do you see coming up? Right now, I'm I'm not working right now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What, what do you What's coming up for you? Let's see. I'll show. I'll show. I got to work. Are you like, Are you back east? Are you in New York by any chance? Yeah, yeah, New York City. Yeah. Okay, New York City. That's what I thought. Okay, so there's something about um, I'm getting a lot with coffee and coffee shops for some reason, or an area where there's kind of industrialized. There's an area where I don't know what that, those doors that you kind of lift up from the bottom. Um, have you been walking around a lot? Yeah, I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to uh, also uh, put myself out there too, you know, because of my love life as well. So I'm trying to be a little more outside, you know, because I was a little more okay, sheltered. Okay, good. For, 
Yeah. yeah, and get out in the cafes, the coffee shop. Good, yeah. good, good, good. Just get out more, roam around is what I'm here. You're going to find a new area that you like and is very intriguing for you. I feel like it's going to spark kind of a business idea or you to go in a different direction. Um, you may even talk to someone and find some work there or they want to meet you. Um kind of got interesting street almost looks cobblestone or or bricks bricks on there uh let's see so work stuff god that seems kind of slow i do feel you're going to get something but i'm not sure of the timing um okay. you're definitely getting something because there's something about you are able to get a coffee or something before you go or go into work you're gonna you're gonna have a different routine or a different habit okay. so that tells me I, I, I feel like it might be something else that you're um, that you're working on. Yeah, um, words, you know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what is it? Go ahead. You're what? It's no, something I'm, I'm, different that you're doing. I, um, I, I used to have my own business. I used to have an online uh, uh, business. So I put that on hold, and uh, you know, but uh, I'm just trying to see if it, I can do something else or I'll go back to, I don't know. I'm just trying to kind of No, you're going, you're going to, you're going to go back to that. That's why I'm saying a business idea. So okay. there's something else that you're going to be doing business wise. That's why I said there's a new idea or maybe it's a new way of doing what you did and you're going to be talking to someone about it. So listen, Shell, even if you do this other work, which I feel could be more part-time, um, like you just end up taking something and it's like, okay, that works for now, you know, that's fine. Um, I feel ultimately there's something with your own business or – that's what I'm saying. If, if, were you selling something? There's something industrial. Like I used to sell uh, skincare online, and, uh, but something was telling me that I need to try something new, so I'm open to it. So I don't know exactly where I'm going. That's why I put it on hold, trying to, you know, just trying to focus, see what I can come, come up in my mind, you know what I mean? So, and I'm okay, also open. that's what I'm picking up. That's what I'm picking up. So, no, there there is something new, a new business idea that is coming in for you and what you'll do on – because you're good at sales. I just feel yeah. you didn't have the right product. And I feel like there could be something – because there's something about a storage or putting it in storage, or you see something – while you're walking around and you're like, oh, my God, that's a good product. I could sell it for them or I could do it. I could bring them into the online business. So I don't – you're definitely going to be working with someone else, whether you bring them on board or they bring you on board. So just be patient. If you have to take something in between, you know, part-time work, temporary work, just go ahead and do that because the, definitely you're going back into the business because it's showing new business idea. And whatever it is, you're, you're going to be meeting at this one particular cafe a lot. I see you on the computer. It might be import-export. It may be something like, I don't know, I smell coffee. I don't know if you're selling coffee or I'm just smelling the coffee from where you are sitting in the yeah. cafe or they, or, they sell the, or they have something that's very unique. Anyway, what's going to happen is in this new area, you're going to get inspired. This business idea is going to come back in your mind. And because you are good with sales, you are good with putting stuff together online, 
I feel like there's also going to be an in-person component, so that may be with, with someone else and maybe you're taking commission for selling for them. I just feel the product you had was you were not aligned to the product. You need to choose something that either you would use or that you're very aligned to, okay, that you like. Okay. It's like traveling somewhere you and, and finding something that you really like and love, and then you're like, oh, my God, everybody has to have this. You know, I'm buying it for $2, and I'm selling it for 20 okay? Yeah, that's my kind of stuff. <laughs> I know, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You're very good with sales, but it's got to be something you're more aligned to. I don't feel good yeah. there. That's why I put it on yeah. hold because I felt like something was pulling me. And I was like, okay, let me just put it on hold and see what happened, you know. And, and I was actually being open in terms of having the partner as well. So it's funny that you say that too. So, oh, yeah. well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So it could be somebody that has a brick-and-mortar store and they're like and, – and you're talking to them because you're good with your gab. I see you in there chit-chatting. And then maybe you're like, look, I could do this or we could do that, and then I take a percentage or I set it up. I don't know. Or you end up working – there's some partnership is what I see. Okay. And I also see a um, – like I said, a, like a brick-and-mortar component to what you're doing. And you'll do really well. You'll do really well with it also. And it maybe look online for opportunities like that too, you know. Yeah, I'm open to it. You know, I, I just feel maybe it's just a matter of being patient because sometimes I tend not to be patient, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, be patient because you're just – you're also definitely meant to work, you know, uh, have your own business. It shows yeah. a very strong business component. Right. Okay. All right. Keep us posted. I'm trying to see. Okay. Keep us posted. I shall how things go. All right. Let's see. Got another call. I'm trying to see where our. Whoopsie. Got to go. Hang on. I'll try to come back to you. Because we've got our guest. Trying to see when our guest is coming on. Hi. You're on air. Hi. Hello. Hi. My name is Angela. Calling from Florida. Hey. Hey, Angela, welcome. What's your question? Um, I was just trying to get a reading, if possible. Yeah, you can. What's your question? Um, just any future reading, anything that you see that could give me some advice. I'm kind of in a standstill it right now and don't know which direction to go into moving. Okay, that's or in, in what way, right? Let's see what's coming. Standstill. Station. Something you thought was going to work out or was going to happen didn't happen. Let's see. Now, why is that and what's coming up? Shifting gears. Does that make sense? I'm going to shift gears. Also okay. on the financial front. Um, wow. Your soul wants to do something different. Want you to invest in yourself. Have you been thinking about taking money out or earning a certain amount of money to to invest in something or do something more of what you want? Yes. Mm-hmm. You should do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's the whole thing. You're, you've been on the fence. I feel like because sometimes there was something you wanted or thought it was going to go a certain way, certain pay, it didn't happen, and now you've been on the fence about this. But it's showing the investment will pay off, will be good. 
Very interesting. You and Ashel, there's a similar energy, a caller right before you, where there's mm-hmm. going to be some kind of investment in yourself and in, a, in an idea, in a, in a business idea. And I do okay. see by you, let's see how it's going, to be, it's going to be successful. It's just like a little mini test from the universe. Oh, yeah, very successful financially. Once you get okay. going on something, Angela, you just go and make it happen and plow through. So you, you do have, the, you know, you got to get your gumption back, get going. You will get momentum again. And um, I am seeing turning point, a shift, financial success. But it's investing in you. It's the idea that you have. Okay, yeah, usually if I do something that's like 110%, I give it all, I, I go all in. Exactly, so. yeah. You're just not sure because you're, you know, you know, life hits. It takes a bit to like, oh, God, i got to rest. Because you know what it takes. <laughs> that's, that's part of it, you know. You I know appreciate it. You know what it takes to do what it is you want to do. So, I, yeah, yeah, just go for it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and keep us posted. Let us know how it turns out. Definitely, I will. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, anyone else? Uh, 539-5122-347 is the area code. Uh, You guys, press 1 on your keypad if you have a question or a comment. Waiting for the guest. I'm not – let's see, waiting for guest hasn't called in. Let me just send a little message to Sadie. Going on because there's – Calling in via Skype. So I don't necessarily have a numero, a number for them, numero, numero uno. Okay, let's see what's coming on. Embodied mind. Um, ooh, that sounds like an interesting embodied mind. I'm not seeing it. Okay. Tomás, ¿a dónde? ¿A dónde, a dónde, a dónde? All right, let's see if he calls in. And then until that, I will answer questions. 347-539-5122 is the number. Okay, I see a lot of people, are you just listening by phone? 206-651-519. Are you guys listening by phone? 503 or... Did you have a question or a comment? If you have a question or a comment, press one on the keypad. Okay, let's get back to Eshel then. You have a last question. Hi, Eshel. Uh, oh, thanks. Uh, thanks for taking me back. I appreciate it. Um, I just want to know about love. As I told you, I'm putting myself okay. out there, you know. I, I go to the park. I go to the cafe, you know. Hello. Hmm. Okay. okay. Friendship's important for you in friendship is important for you in regards to relationship. Yeah. Um, I do see someone coming in. Kind of tall, darker skin. Where's all? It has I, I see them in something camel, kind of a camel colored beige, not beige, but kind of a creamy colored outfit. Um. Whatever you're doing is going to bring more people in your life and, and, and more opportunity. I don't know where you meet this person, but I definitely see you guys 
out and about, like going to dinners, lunch, like this cafe I keep seeing you at. Um, it's definitely in the city. Yeah, um, I am. You are in the city. Okay. It's, well, I feel like they're in the city, and also you're courting them or hanging out or dating, whatever you want to call it, in the city. Um, yeah, I don't know. This street that I'm seeing you on is very fortuitous. There's just like a lot that happens there. I'm wondering if you're going to be going to a place where there's people are more friendly, or maybe there's some art openings or something, gallery opening. I don't know. I feel like there's some stuff that's coming up. Um, I don't know if you see it on Facebook. Is it, you know, a sign somewhere? Is it online? I don't know. There, there feels like there's invitations that you're going to be taking, and there you're going to be meeting more people. It could be a meetup, something. I'm not sure. So, yeah, there's yeah. definitely a relationship that's coming. Have you started doing that kind of stuff? No, I was off actually thinking about meet meet up. It's funny that you say that. And um, the reason oh, we'll I was do it. Then that's, uh, yeah, I was the trying meet to uh, meet new people because I let all my friends go. So I want to start over with new people in my life. So. Oh, well, do the meet up. Do all, because it does show that making a difference for you. Okay. Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're good with um, – you're good with, um, you know, the online stuff, but you also need to do stuff in person is what I'm getting. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do now. That's why I put myself out. I go to the park. I go to Bryant Park. I go, you know, I do everything. I walk around. Yeah. You know, I go to, yeah so. Just keep doing Just keep doing that and, and do the, the, the meetups. Go to the, the things that you get invitations to or just interest you. Um. I don't know. There's something very chatty about you. You're able to talk to almost anyone. So I just feel like people will naturally just start talking to you. Or if you talk to them, they feel safe. And maybe it's also the area is opening up more, and so people are just more social. So you're doing all the right things, Michelle. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. Take good care. Thank you. You too. Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay, I don't know. Is this our guest? Hi, you're on air. 651. Are you a listener? You're just listening. Hello? I have no idea where our guest is, you guys. So call in. More readings to chit-chat. I have no idea... And the producer is looking for it. I don't see. Let's see. Okay, got again more callers in the queue. If you have a question or a comment, press one on the keypad, and that lets me know that you want to get on air. Otherwise, I'm going to go in the chat, see questions. So in the chat, let's see what you're asking or sharing. What is up with the energy? I feel, I keep feeling electrical zaps throughout my body. Ooh, so you're opening up. Like maybe my kundalini is to bait. Well, there's a lot of activating energy right now. That's very interesting. Electrical zaps. Now, you know, sometimes that happens when we do a lot of inner work or clearing work or 
you know, we're getting in touch with a higher vibrational aspect or aspects of us, then we're able to more open up to more electrical energy. I know, I don't know if it was, oh, it was in my Patreon group, that's right. Um, last week, one of the downloads I was getting was to drink more uh, electrolytes and also more water because water creates more conductivity, um, right? It's just like if you're standing in water and you put your hand on the exposed electrical wire or the electrical socket, woo, does that electricity come through you more than if you weren't in water or you had little rubber shoes on, right, or boots, whatever, those protective gear. So there is this, like, peeling off of the um, number. Hmm. Where art thou, Mr. Guesty? Yeah, no call. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Sometimes people call from other countries and they get the, you know, time zone wrong because I'm in Pacific Standard Time or Daylight Time. I don't know. I wish we would, I wish everybody would be I wish we would get rid of that. I wish we would be like Arizona. I think that was the worst thing, even when I was going to school. It's better to have more light, you know, whatever it is, naturally. You keep the light on more, you know, go with the cycle. Let's see what's happening. Okay, she just emailed his publicist. Let's see what's going on, gangy. What's going on? Oh, boy. Okay, just kind of go with the flowy. Go with the flow, right? All right, let's see what happens. Oh, Sue, so that makes sense. Um, I've noticed I have been able to quickly go into a higher vibration in meditation before it would take some time when I did that. Well, that's what, guys, Sue, you've been in some of my groups. This, I'm telling you, stuff really works. Even like the caller that called in, the Taylor. The, this spiritual practices, spiritual principles, soul path tools, inner work tools, mental tools, emotional tools, things that help our mindset, help our emotional body actually work. This is why people have been doing it for thousands and thousands of years. Rituals, meditation, yoga, you know, using the meditative state, getting into that meditative state. What happens when you start clearing more energy energetically you clear the denser stuck states of emotions conditioned response patterns you free up psychic energy people start losing weight people feel lighter people feel electrical bolts in their body they feel more animated more energized because denser stuck states it's like having mud let's say this beautiful garden you've got these planters and let's say the, which is reminding me, I need to repot some things. But let's say there's the roots of the of the plant are just so encased because the planter is is it's outgrown the planter. The planter is too small. But maybe there's also maybe it's a planter that is copper, and so there's all this mud or rust, and then there's mud on there from it's been in storms of rain. You know, we're like that. We have to. That's what alchemy is, polishing, cleansing off the impurities, 
the traumas, the things that have stuck to us, the beliefs that lock us in. Beliefs are a big thing that really block higher vibrational frequency energy coming in. When we, when we either don't believe something can happen or we hold too much to our limited way of thinking, totally, totally lowers our vibrational frequency. Uh, oh, Jules, thank you. I think your YouTube channel is awesome. Great, Jules. Subscribe. Okay, it's time for a PSA, public service announcement. Let me get my broadcaster voice. Hello, everyone, and I am inviting you to subscribe to Michelle's YouTube channel, Soul Awakening with Michelle Michelle. Also, please follow her on Instagram, consider Patreon, and for questions of more urgent need, you can contact her through MentorCam for Soul Path Tools, soulplayground.life. It's where to go. Thank you, Sue. Your meditations really, really work. Yes. Uh, Sue's also saying, I know about two days ago I felt pain all over. Ooh, releasing for no reason. And did some meditations to flow the energy through and clear. It was after those two days I started feeling, there you are. Great, Jules. You subscribed. Thank you. Yeah, I see this huge community of all of us and then more and more people connecting and creating their own hubs, their own, let's see what's going on. Oh, I can't see the message from Sadie. He can't get connected. Is any way you can call him in? I need a phone number. Sometimes people have Skype, you know, like just a Skype name. They can't call. You need a Skype number. So let's see. He can't connect via Skype. He just called me. Let's see. Oh, 519. There he is. Let's see. Have him call in. Hold on, guys. Okay, hold on. Five three nine five one two two. Our guest couldn't get in. Oh, he's having issues. Okay, let's see. Okay, let's see if I can. He's having issues calling in. Okay, so let's see. So everyone has take a moment and call him in. Well, he's been in. He can't access in through his phone. So I might have to patch him in. Let's see. Add call. Let's see. Let me try to do this. Okay. Thomas, do you hear me? Uh, not very well. Okay. Can you um, turn up your phone? Let me make sure people can hear me in the chat. Let's see. Yeah, you, you could call back in. It, it might be better. Were you trying to call well, in? I was, not very, huh? I was not very successful last time. What happened? I'll be happy. Nothing. I just listened to your podcast, but I was not being connected. Oh, he doesn't want to call in because of the call. Okay. Okay, yeah. 
Okay, let's see. Okay, you hear him and you hear, okay, the people in the chat, they're saying that they, they hear us fine. Okay, well, that's good, you know. Let's not change a winning team. <laughs> if it's working, don't mess it up, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, where are you calling from? Are you out of the country? Uh, well, that depends on what country you're talking about. I knew I'm you were going to say that. I'm in the United States. <laughs> you where? I am in Canada. I'm in Canada. Oh, wonderful. Canada. Oh, cool. Yes. I'm in the United States. Well, yeah. Okay, very cool. All right. Now, I noticed you got two books here, Thomas. I want to get a little bit of your background, just kind of what brought you sure. into the whole writing mode. Um, but I also saw you, you had a book, The Secret Life of the Unborn Child, and then also The Embodied Mind, which, woo, that sounds interesting, too. Um, what kind of brought you to writing? Before we get into your books, whatever you want to share, I'm, I'm curious what brought you from how you were working before into writing? What was the inspiration for that? Do you want to go back to the uh, to the secret life of the unborn child, or do you just want to talk about the embodied mind? Can we squeeze in both, a little of both? Of course, of course we can. Of course. Okay. It's your show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Am I thinking? But I'm a good, I'm a yeah. good host. I, you know, I won't. Okay. You know, I mean, <laughs> But people okay, come to my house those, to eat. I, I don't. I don't force yeah. them to eat what they don't want to eat. Yeah. So because I'm kind of curious. Okay. Let me just tell you, as a hypnotherapist and having worked with people that have brought, been able to bring them back to the womb, experiences yeah. and birth experience that they have later verified by yeah. those people that present. I was very fascinated yeah. by that topic: the secret life of the unborn child. Woo! That. I well, mean, I mean, because both of the topics I, I, are great. Hmm? Actually, actually, frankly, I'm surprised that you have not heard about it. I mean, it was a huge success. It has been published in 27 countries. Like, pretty well everybody knows about it. Anyway, uh, The Secret Life of the Unborn Child was published in 1982, I think, uh, when I... When I wrote that, and uh, it was published uh, by Simon & Schuster in New York and then in paperback a year later, and so uh, what it did was establish the science of pre and perinatal psychology, and um, mm. what the spirit life of the unborn child is all about is that it shows uh, scientifically, not just in terms of anecdotes, which have been around for a long time, but mm -hmm. scientifically it shows actually uh, children's brains are uh, developed sufficiently by the age of six months after conception, in other words, at the end of the second trimester, uh, to mm. lay down memories. So I established that uh, with solid scientific evidence. And so that was something that mothers, of course, knew for a long time, but uh, most scientists, being men, did not really believe in it. So, yes. you know, uh, yeah. it, it was an uphill struggle, but eventually that got established. So um, I, I started the Pre- and Perinatal Psychology Association of North America. I was the founding president. 
then I established the Journal of Pre- and Perinatal Psychology. And so that organization has just mushroomed and has become an internationally uh, very significant uh, organization. What has always troubled me over the years since mm. I wrote that book, we remember things that happened to them before the age of six months after conception. Yeah. In other words, yeah. some of them going back into conception, and as you probably know, uh, some of them even to uh, a life before conception. Yeah, the womb, so absolutely, and beyond. Yeah. So that's so uh, being of a scientifically inclined mind, it troubled me that there was no science to support that. Mm-hmm. And about seven about seven years ago, uh, I read this uh, scientific paper about a 44-year-old Frenchman who went to see his doctor because he had a weakness in his left leg. And so all kinds of lab tests were done, and X-ray was taken of his head. And to everyone's surprise, the man had only a thin crust of brain tissue. The rest of his skull was filled with water. In other words, cerebrospinal fluid, uh, medical doctors refer to it as hydrocephalus. This man was was 44 years old. He was married. He had two children, and he was employed in the civil service in France. So when I read that, I thought, how is this possible? How can a person with hardly any brain, perhaps 10% of brain tissue, 10% of what a normal person should have. Wow. How can he, how can he think, behave normally? It's impossible. But it's not impossible because it's happening. It's happening, yeah. It's happening. It's there, you know. <laughs> like he's, he's living, living proof, right? Right. So at that point, yeah, so at that point, uh, I was really, you know, sort of piqued and piqued my interest, and I started reading in the literature uh, about all kinds of uh, actually studies that have been done, particularly on young children suffering of epilepsy, and because of that, uh, sometimes one half of their brain tissue was removed, and yet. In spite of that, in spite of the fact that they only had 50%, let's say, of brain and sometimes less than 50%, they were normal. They were normal. And then I also read about adults having significant parts of their brain tissue removed and continued to be normal. Not all of them, but a majority. And then I also read about heart transplant recipients. Uh, who seem to, some of them, uh, seem to um, somehow uh, inherit, if you can use, it, use that term, uh, their donors, with their donors' hearts, they also inherited many aspects of their personality. So when I together, I began to wonder whether perhaps there is some other explanation from the explanation that neurologists up to now have given, which is to say that there's such a thing 
as this mystical neuroplasticity. They love that term, neuroplasticity, which sort of means mm-hmm. really nothing. All it, means, all it means is that the brain adjusts. But how does it right. adjust? Nobody knows, right? It's, it's sort of like when doctors, and I'm a doctor, so I can say this. Uh, it's sort of like doctors, when they don't know what's wrong with you, they say, well, it's probably a virus. Yeah, and it's right. Exactly. right. Right. Okay. In other words, we have no idea what's wrong with you, but we've got to give it a name because we are scientists, right? So uh, then I started. Then I started doing research on this, and um, I read about five thousand. I'm not exaggerating. I read about five thousand books, uh, books and papers, and went to conferences, and just gradually pieced together. Uh, my book, The Embodied Mind, which was published uh, a few months ago by Pegasus in New York, um, which shows scientifically there is a backup system to our brain, and the backup system consists of all the cells in our bodies. In other words, uh, our cells are just, when they work together, as you mm-hmm. know, uh, they are much more intelligent than we have given them credit for in the past. And when you talk about giving credit, you know, our society, our society for, you know, a very, very long time has been patriarchal. And in a patriarchal society, everything is from the top down. So, you know, who is the head of the tribe? Who is the head of government? How to get ahead? It's all about the head. And so science has kind of gone along gone along with this idea, and there has always been this emphasis on the brain, on the head, and very little emphasis on the rest of the body. And so what I'm trying to say is that, yes, the brain is important, of course it's important, but also the rest of the body. The rest of the body is incredibly important, and so we need to look at a much more nuanced way of looking at health, and particularly the mind. Um, The mind for us, again, classical neuroscience looks upon the mind, what they call an epiphenomenon, an epiphenomenon of the brain. In other words, it is a function, a product of the brain. The mind, according to these scientists, is sort of like the urine that's produced by the kidneys or adrenaline produced by the adrenal glands. But you and I and every thinking normal human person will tell you that the mind is not like urine and it's not like adrenaline. It's not a thing. It's not something that you can measure or titrate. It's not something that you can see or put it into a test tube. So the mind has to be more than a function of the brain And what I'm saying is it is a function of the whole body, but even probably more than that. And what that is, I'm not quite sure. Um, But certainly the new uh, science of quantum mechanics enters the field here. And and I'm thinking more of the mind as a quantum mind rather than as a biological, mechanical, mechanistic mind. Mm-hmm. So not overly focusing on the brain, the organ, yeah. but looking yeah, at the interface exactly. of the mind. Now, would this be also one 
indication or maybe result of also some very often um, our health, our physical health within the rest of yes. our body does affect yes. our mind and our mental state. Oh, oh absolutely. Seem, absolutely. Why is it? Okay. Let me give you one beautiful example. I love this. I love this example. Uh, Ellen Langer, a Harvard psychologist, studied 82 hotel maids in New York, okay? And what she did was that she divided them into two groups. And to one group, to one group she said that their work, their everyday work, actually met the U.S. Surgeon General's recommendation for daily exercise. Uh, the other group was told something different, but not, not that. After one month, vital signs were measured in both groups. The group that believed that they were actually exercising while they were working, and they were working no differently from the other group, they had a decrease in their systolic blood pressure, they had a decrease in their weight, they had a uh, decrease in the waist-to-hip ratio, and a 10% drop in blood pressure. All of these good things happened just because they believed that they were exercising. They were not even exercising. So once the belief system, you know, there's a lot of research now on this, once the belief system plays an incredibly important role in our health. If you believe, you know, that what you are doing is healthy, uh, the outcome is going to be much better than if you believe that what, you know, that what you're doing is, is not enough exercise and you're overeating and you're not sleeping enough and all that negative stuff. So positivity and the belief system and expectations, all these things are produced by our minds and we do have a control of what we think. So, um, you know, thinking positively, being optimistic, it's, uh, it's in a way what I think what your show does to, to your listeners because um, the little that I listened to, and I must admit I only heard about 10 minutes uh, before we tuned in, sounded very positive that you were being very supportive of, of your mm. colleagues. Mm. Thank you. I, yes. I tried. Well, I feel people's lives are so, oh, my gosh, and not only important, but special, individual, yes. unique, right? I mean, and just to be on this planet, on this earth plane, and get through this human existence is it's not always an and easy it's not, feat. Hmm? And it's not getting any easier, is it? No, no. no and one of the no, things I talked no. about, I don't know if you heard, but we, we really do – um, we do need positive input, influences. We do need yes. certain tools or processes. Um, I know in my early 20s, well, definitely mid-20s out of college and, and, and graduate school, I thought, oh, you do a certain amount of this and you're done. You know, that's it. And there mm -hmm. really is this idea of, you know, ma maintenance, mental, emotional, physical, um, maintenance, and I think people sometimes forget the, the mental aspect of it, the emotional aspect is very similar or same as the physical. You have to walk. You have to have nurturing food. You have walk, exercise, whatever it is. You have to have that body moving. There is this repetitive aspect um, 
to to maintain, to stay in good health or in good shape. Um, and I feel like maybe that's going to be the next level of awakening where people realize that, that it's just you can't put the mental, emotional on autopilot. Uh, just return to, um, to science for a second, you know. Um, it, it's very interesting that uh, loneliness, when people are lonely, uh, may result in decreased stability of the gut microbiome. And, uh, you know, mm. the gut microbiome, I'm sure you know, you know, there's five pounds of bacteria and viruses that we all carry in our gut. And there is a tremendous amount of research now, you know, which shows that a healthy, diverse gut microflora uh, will have, uh, will buffer the negative effects of chronic stress or help shape social behaviors. So there's one study which even shows that people seem to have more wisdom if they have a diverse gut microflora. On the other hand, when you are lonely, your microflora somehow becomes less diversified and you become sicker, you age more, uh, you become more negative. It's hard to know which comes first, whether it mm-hmm. is the microflora which influences your loneliness or whether it's the loneliness that influences your microflora. But I would say since we have no idea what to do about the microflora, perhaps not being lonely might be a good first step. And I was just talking to a geneticist today, uh, Professor, uh, professor from Lethbridge uh, University in Canada, um, and uh, she was saying that she was looking at the effects of trauma, post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, mm-hmm. the stress that people, for example, in Ukraine now are, are, are suffering of. And she was saying that one of the best social contacts, social support, social support is incredibly wow. important. And, and again, if I may say so, you know, you, people like you, you and people like you, provide that for people who perhaps are alone at home and just calling in or listening to your podcast. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's a, an incredible function. Mm. So you're saying it's even supportive. so the loneliness or needing some social support, it doesn't always have to be in person, that there's benefit no. through, okay. No, no, it can Podcasts benefit and... by Zoom. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have, we have all we all kind of zoomed out, aren't we? Um, yes, but yes, as long as you feel that you belong to a social group. So mm-hmm. it can be by Zoom, it can be by email, you know, radio, um, call-in shows, you know, whatever it is. Obviously, in-person is better. We know how so many people have suffered uh, of... Uh, of anxiety and depression as a result of COVID and being isolated. But isolation kind of go hand in hand and they're very toxic. Mm-hmm. One of the things toxic. I do like about the Zoom, because I feel like it's genuine connection. I mean, I've been doing like my private practice by phone for years. Um, and then, of course, yeah. having this podcast. And maybe, and you said it's, feeling the belonging, and I feel that that transcends space and time. So I feel like sometimes people have even better connections, you know, with a teacher, with a mentor, with a a trusted friend or family member, 
that may not yeah, be okay. in yeah that may not be in person but it's through the phone it's through um you know zoom or podcasts like this or radio show yeah. mm-hmm. sure sure let's not forget about people who are shy or people who are housebound uh because mm. of um, because mm-hmm. physical or mental problems right for people right. like that being zoom is a lifesaver Absolutely. And ultimately it teaches the interconnectedness of everything and everyone yes. that we don't always have to be right there in person, um, that there's something that transcends that, you know, transcends the, the miles, mm-hmm. so to speak. I love this title, too, though, um, Tomas, The Embodied, the embodied mind. mind. Yeah, I mean, you're really... And in my research, my work at this next level of awakening that's happening in so many sectors and arenas in life, a big part mm-hmm. of it is the body, is the health, yes. is the health of the physical yes. body. And to think of it, a lot of our um, formatting on a societal level has come from this disconnect from the mind and body, um, even, in, even in spirituality. I'm definitely in religion, Judeo-Christian. Uh, you'd look at the, the Puritanism. Um, all the really had this idea of this separating. Even when I early on and I studied meditation and I went to India and I had these great teachers, it was like you're trying to transcend the body, get out of the body. You know, uh, you're doing right. all this spiritual work to like die and get out. Everything was, and I thought that one day I thought to myself, it's, I paused and I thought what the heck? And I used to be a dancer, so I was very much connected to my body. And I thought, wait, something's wrong here. If we're on earth and we have a body, why are these doctrines saying that the body is bad and you have to get out of the body? I'm like, something, that's causing problems here. Something's off. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like there could be this resurgence of being like you embodied. That that is a key mm-hmm. to be in the body, to celebrate the body, understand the body, uh, which we're just at the beginning of. I mean, you just said it with the, the gut health. We don't know, you know, certain things that happen within the body, the brain. So to me, that mm-hmm. really sparked my interest with the title of your book and the focus of the embodied mind. It's like you're bringing the body mind back together. Exactly, exactly, but not just from top down, but also from the bottom up. This is the mm-hmm. important part. And so, all you know, parts. you mentioned holistic, so not parts. like the yes, yeah. okay, yes, yes. You, you mentioned religion for a second, right? Uh, and I think that religion also plays a part in this because most religions sort of try to stay away from the body because of the lowest chakra, which always seems to get religious people upset. Yes. And so, you know, <laughs> they like to, religious people like to think of us as, as only being yes. very spiritual, right? So that has also kind of uh, put the body into disrespect. And I think mm. that what we need to teach people is, the body is not your enemy. Yeah, yeah. Accept your body, you know. Accept your body, and even if it's even if it's not perfect, I mean, who who the heck has got a perfect body, right? Mm-hmm. Um, get away from 
get away from perfection and just accept your body, accept yourself as you are, the whole totality of you. Mm. Don't fight it. Don't criticize it. Yes. And give, give, credit. Work, give, give credit to the body. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Accept yourself. Give credit to the body. And stop criticizing yourself and others, you know. I mean, there are mm-hmm. some people who are very critical of others. Those are the very people who are very critical of themselves. But they kind yeah. of project it on others, right? So if you find yourself, you know, being overly critical or if you find people around you who are overly critical, well, you know, try to put a stop to it. Yeah. Because yeah. Again, Boy, that can be so detrimental, right? That's so... Exactly. Oh, it's detrimental. Yeah. Destructive. It's destructive. What you want to be is constructive. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we need to we need to accept also the power of our mind. And the more healthy our thoughts are, the more healthy our bodies become. Yeah, so there and really is a link. I mean, we've known this. There's been studies, but I think it's getting just much more known on a, like a faster level, like an everyday level that, whoa, what I'm thinking yes. or how I'm thinking or, like you said, isolating, whoa, that really does affect me negatively. That's yes. not life-enhancing. Yeah, that, that's very true. Yes. Yes, and, and so that's, um, isolation is particularly a danger for older people uh, because, obviously, you know, they have more difficulty getting around, arthritis mm-hmm. uh, gets in the way all kinds of diseases get in the way, so they become more and more isolated. Many of their friends die off as you reach your 80s and 90s nowadays, perhaps even 70s in some cases. So Mm -hmm. it's very easy for older people to become isolated, and I would say that if any sort of senior citizens are listening to us, for God's sake, you know, do not isolate. Get out there and, and meet people, be with people. And even if it is, you know, just going to your local, you know, coffee house, Starbucks or whatever. Yeah. Go out. Yeah. Go out. Go out. Don't don't stay at home day after day after day. Makes a difference, and you see that um, definitely in Europe. I've lived in Europe a couple times, and in yeah. those blue zones, people are active. They garden. They walk. They go get their their coffee or their bread for the day. Say hi to the baker. And I definitely feel, I don't know about Canada, and you probably have, there's probably more socialization there, but um, here in the States, oh, we really, we create a society of isolation. I don't have that. I have, I I go to cafes, I have, I go to the same, you know, baker or whatever, you know, so I, I, because I know how important it is. But unfortunately, our society, it's created so yeah. much, the way that it's lived, right. so yeah. much isolation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, sure. There are these huge supermarkets, right? Yeah. And you go, you go once a week, and you push your cart around, and you get your supplies. And uh, every cashier that you see is new. You know, the cashier that was there last mm-hmm. week is not there this week. And so there is, there's, no, there's no social contact, you know. There's no yeah. friendly face to look forward to. And the same in banks, you know. Well, banks are closing. I mean, all you, you know, 
you do Everything all your interactions on the internet. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So you know, I you think everyone. Like, what do you think of this? I think every. I mean, uh, to make a point to, even if people don't respond as much back, some people will, some people won't. Yeah. But walking on the street, saying hi. If someone looks over at you in the car, or the bus, or so, smile. You know. I mean, unless they're threatening looking, obviously, but. Um, and, and to say, like you said, the cashier, I think these small little things keep us interconnected, that pause. What does it yes. say to say hi or, you know, how are you and be more honest or ask the person how's your day going, you know, something, even if it's – I mean, what do you think of that, this idea of the social banter? Do you think that that is, does – can be helpful or is it more of a moot oh, point? I, no, no, no. I think I think it's wonderful. I think it's great. I, I live in a small town. It's called Stratford, uh, which mm. is two hours west of Toronto. Uh, and it's a small town of about 36,000 people. And um, things don't change very much. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, when I when I go to my local restaurant or when I even when I go to the supermarket and buy flowers, I like to buy flowers every Friday for my wife. Um, right. So when I go, thank you, when I go to the flower department, it's the same person there for months and months and months. And that is so nice, you know? I yeah. say, how are you? Yeah. How is your daughter? You know, uh, how is she doing in school? Uh, for about five minutes, you know, we have a little bit of a social contact, and it makes you feel you belong to humanity. You are yeah. part of a human species, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're not, you're not a nobody. You're not a number. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you, I think that's so important. Yeah. Well, we both agree. Yeah. I think for listeners, it's a really good takeaway, and especially if you have, there are challenges with the mental health or emotionally. Yeah. That small yes. interchange, and you just said it, a part of humanity. I think the more we can connect yes. in with that, and that to me is also this embod- idea of the embodiment that you talk about, because it's embodying also the human experience, which, of course, our body is a, is a part of our, our body-mind system or the totality. Mm-hmm. We are all in this mm-hmm. experience together. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, now, you know, it's, it's, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, that if your listeners want to, you know, get a more scientific view of this, the embodied mind is really, uh, really very accessible, although it has a lot of science in it. Uh, like I, there, there are something like 500 references at the back of the book, uh, but I have made a real attempt to translate all the scientific terms into easily accessible, understandable, plain English. And oh, um, most people, yeah, most, most people have really responded very favorably to that. So I would just like to emphasize that, you know, this is, this is not, it is a scientific book, but it is written for, you know, any intelligent person uh, will be able to understand it. Well, I know we have a lot of people that do love research, um, you know, and any any good read. So this mm-hmm. fits into that. I love what you're doing too. I love that you're bringing it in a holistic way the the, the whole parts and you know the the main part, the mind and the body. 
uh, mm-hmm. you know, back together. You know, really, I think mm-hmm. it's important. Yeah. Um, Thomas, what's the best? We're winding out of time. The best way to reach you, or or to you know, the website, well, and then of course the environment. I have a website. Is, um, I have a it's website. everywhere. I have. A you do okay. Yeah. It, uh, the mind is on Amazon and uh, you know many many bookstores. Um, mm-hmm. the, the way to reach me is my website, which is T like Thomas, uh, like Robert V E R N Y M D dot com. T R V N E M D dot com. Okay. That's my website. And the book. Um... And the book is on my website too. So. Okay. But the embodied mind, yeah. cognitive science, and human experience. Woo! That. Boy, you did you. Hundred plus on the t- on the title. I'll tell you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It all represents a lot of work, as you probably know. Yeah. Have you and that's, have you written could, a book? Yeah. I have. I, I have. Um, yes, on meditation, meditation for everyday living. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I've had articles published, and then I have some CDs um, out on how the mind works and condition response right. patterns and for people to repattern. Right. Um, but I so love it. I'm very. Oh yes, even my book who, that was that was. You know, more simple because I actually did a poll, like yeah. what do people really want in yeah. a meditation book? Um, and I, I did shorter meditations and talked about the mind. But, my God, I was writing from six, eight hours, sometimes 12 hours. A day. It's a yeah. lot. And then the research, yeah. I mean, it's writing a book. And then the, and then the editing. The edit, yeah. The re, yes. And then yeah. find a publisher. Yes, exactly. All of it. And the whole yeah. part. It's oh. Um, but I'm very excited about your book. I really, really am. Well, I feel thank like, you. Yeah, I feel like what a great concept and focus and timely. So timely right it, now. It, it is timely. All right, Thomas, well, you have an open invite to come back anytime. It was really great to connect with you, and I love this insightful conversation. Uh, so thanks for being well, on the podcast. Around, yeah, in a few months, around Christmas, perhaps, we can revisit. All right, you take good care, and again, thanks for being here. You too. Mm-hmm. My Bye-bye. pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone, and thank you for being here on the podcast. You make it what it is. Continue to shine your light, share your insights, and, of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.